Hi everyone, this is Matt Price, one of the hosts for the longest-running Dynasty-focused podcast on the planet, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Each week, we'll bring you an episode packed with relevant and actionable Dynasty information that you can use to help win your league. When I'm in the host chair, we might even play a game or two. We are always open to topic suggestions, so if there's something you'd like to hear us discuss, please let us know. Thanks for listening. DLF and a DLF family a podcast. That's James the Brain. Insert your preference, your choice of baker in the kitchen jokes here. That's Travis the Beard. Hey guys, what do you call an old snowman? Water. <laughs> uh, I am. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 not bad. It, still, you you kind of set the bar pretty low with the bird part a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Any anything else, and I'll take it. I am John. Swipe right into my life, Hogan. This is the Tinder Flex. I mean, Super Flex Super Show. That's right. It's back. The matchmaking sensation that swiped the dynasty world off its feet in 2018 makes its triumphant return in 2019. It is Tinder Flex time. And we brought in an absolute ringer for our first swipe fest of 2019. He's a co-host and reigning defending champion of, of the Dynasty Game Night podcast. He's a host of, the, of Dynasty Football's longest-running podcast, and the Dynasty League Football flagship podcast, the DLF Dynasty podcast, and he's the creator and host of the Zookeeper Stories podcast. That's right, the Zookeeper himself, Mr. Matt Price. That's one hell of a resume, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, fellas? I'm happy to be here, man. I love this show. Superplex is one of my favorite formats to play in. In fact, I only have one one-quarterback league left, so... Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm moving to completely Superflex, pretty much. Yeah, dump it, man, dump it. Yeah. I would. I'm just. It's it's one of those like <laughs> home leagues, you know, where I'm the commission. Like, just like uh, yeah. it, it feels bad to to break up a league just because I don't want to play that format anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the commissioner's prerogative, I guess. Though. Yeah. Got to make everybody else happy, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So, Matt, in the un- unlikely event that someone's listening to this podcast without knowledge of the DLF Dynasty podcast's existence, uh, let alone awesomeness, what can uh, what can the listeners expect throughout the 2019 offseason from you guys? Yeah, we're getting a little little slow to get on the rookie talk. You know, we feel feel like we have uh, you know five months, five six months, seven months, eight months to really talk and, and really grind down on these rookies. Uh, but uh, so right now we're we're going through some commissioner stuff, some off season strategy. There'll probably be an, an auction based episode. Uh, that was a that was a, a big request last season off season that we didn't get to. Um, we're gonna discuss our our rankings and tiers, that kind of stuff, and and then we'll get. In- 
into the the rookies pretty hot and heavy uh coming up probably in february march um and then yeah we're just kind of like the catch-all show we we don't we, we don't necessarily talk about the same thing every week uh, we'll talk about all all aspects of dynasty fantasy football from like i said commissioner stuff strategy player values all, all that stuff so we kind of talk about about it all really yeah so it starts with the dlf dynasty podcast and uh the rest of us kind of fill in Fill in some nah, of the voice on, <laughs> on some format stuff, but well, we I mean we have Ryan McDowell, the Godfather of, fan, of Dynasty football, uh, so he, he, you know, he's the the star attraction there, of course. Uh, you're, you're being modest, so <laughs> we got to get to the next one. Uh, Dynasty game night. Um, the uh, this is a it's a much newer podcast than uh, than the DLF Dynasty podcast, but it has become a favorite throughout the community. Um, and uh, so first of all, you're, you're the defending champ. When does the tournament of champions begin? How do you feel about your chances to repeat as champ? Um, I, I feel less good about my chances this year. John has actually started John Bosch, my co-host at John Bosch FF. Uh, he used to have the fantasy insanity podcast. Now he's on dynasty trade calculator as well as, uh, his own dynasty wall street pod. Um, but he's doing a lot better this year. I don't think he had a single win in our first season. And, uh, this season I think he has four or five. So, uh, he's starting to feel his oats a little bit. Um, but I'm not sure yet. I need to go back and look at our uh, our winners list and see how many we have and be able to set up a bracket like we did last year. But it'll be coming soon. Definitely in the next month or two, we'll be getting that tournament champions going. We got to get you guys on. Uh, whenever John and I are, uh, are, one of us are not available, we'll typically have uh, an entire three-man podcast on. So the next time that happens, we'll have to have you three on and, and have you guys duke it out on there. Ooh, nice. Oh man, yet another uh, yet another battlefield for you and I, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and on top of all of the podcasting, you also somehow find time to do some writing for DLF. Your latest article, Five Things to Do in Your Dynasty Leagues Right Now, is kind of a house cleaning piece. Um, do you want to give everybody just a, a quick preview of the article? Yeah, sure. So, uh, it's basically how you can help out your commissioner this time of year because this is, is this is one of the busiest times of years for for the commissioner. It's a transition period between uh, 2018 and 2019, and you know we're getting things like uh, uh, filling vacant spots, trying to figure out which owners are coming back, which ones are are sticking around, trying to harass everybody to get payments in. Um, setting up dispersal drafts, uh, you know, just all of the crazy stuff that the commissioners have to do in between seasons to get ready for rookie drafts and things things like that, get leagues full and uh, uh, ready to go for the following season. So it's just a kind of a, an article that I, I thought of as I was going through setting up my leagues and some of the pet beebs I have talking to to some of the owners in my leagues and getting them set up for, for the next year. So it's uh, good thing, a good thing to check out if uh, if maybe you're giving your commissioner a little bit more more of a headache this offseason than you, than you should be. <laughs> Doing God's work there, man. That all the commissioners out there, you for should sure. make this required reading for the rest of your league. <laughs> all right, before we get to Tinderflex, let's uh, hit on just a little bit of news. A few dominoes fell in the last week as far as head coaching vacancies being filled. Last week we discussed Matt Lafleur to Green Bay, uh, Bruce Arians going to Tampa Bay, and Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. Uh, so since then, Freddie Kitchens became the head coach of the Browns. The Broncos hired Vic Fangio, and Adam Gase ate 
four loco snow cones until his eyes popped out of his head. <laughs> and then was introduced as the new head coach of the Jets. So, Travis, what jumps off the page there for you fantasy-wise? Did you guys see the video where they had the taco superimposed on the Adam Gase video and he's following <laughs> yes, the taco yes, around in the air? No, but I need to check that out. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. It's the best thing I've seen on the internet in at least 36 <laughs> hours. <laughs> um, honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't really have much to say. I don't – I mean, we can dog on Adam Gase and, and <laughs> why he's guy. getting another job. Oh, that too. Um, that too. I mean, I like I like that the Browns just stayed in house and and went with you know what seemed to be working at least in that short sample size and somebody that apparently uh, you know Baker gave the thumbs up on. So I, I like that aspect of it. I don't know anything about Vic Fangio, so I'll leave that to you, John. But yeah, I mean, well, I, I like what the Browns did, and then Adam Gase, I just don't understand it. What do you think, James? Anything, uh, anything stand out to you? Freddie Kitchens has to be something on, on your mind as a Browns fan. Yeah, you know, on one hand, I really like the fact that they picked somebody from within. Uh, the continuity, really, that's something that's been missing from this organization for a long time. And th- I think they really strived for that. And I think that's why Hugh Jackson was brought back so often was because they really just wanted – that continuity. They wanted someone uh, stability at that position because they haven't had that in a long time with this organization. So I do like the fact that, you know, it's not going to be a new offense. You know, it's kind of going to be a streamlined process to get everyone up to up to snuff as far as, you know, what's going to happen. It sounds like Freddie Kitchen's going to call the plays on offense, too. So I like that a lot. And I like the fact that he has a relationship with Baker Mayfield already. That seems like a positive relationship there. So that's good. Um, However, I, I you know, I'm a little worried because there's not a lot of um, there, there's not a lot of experience there with Freddie Kitchens. So uh, that that concerns me a little bit. I mean, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't have an extensive history as an offensive coordinator, let alone being a head coach. So uh, you know, there, there's some red flags there, and it, it's a little concerning. However, um, I'm I'm happy with the uh, with the selection there, and I. I, uh, I hope for the long term that this works out really well. But I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the the hires guys, you know, we experience isn't something that uh, it, a lot of these guys are you know that are being hired have. So uh, you look at the other two guys. Adam Gase obviously has that experience being the offensive coordinator at, at a few stops uh, with the Bears before ending ending up in Miami uh, as their head coach, and then you know uh, taking over over. In New York, um, it, it seems like that's an interesting hire. Um, I don't know what that means for that organization, but uh, there's been some players that have had some some issues with Adam Gase, and so uh, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how he wins over the locker room. Uh, and, and lastly, I, I absolutely love the Vic Fangio hire. Um, there's not a lot of head coaching experience there either, but um, he definitely has coordinator experience. I think uh, he's, you know, defensively, at least, that's going to work out really well offensively. I think it's interesting that Gary Kubiak decided not to take that position. Um, seems like uh, he and the front office had kind of a different mindset on, on you know, what they wanted to do offensively with that team and the vision that they had there. So, uh, John, what what do you have for us there? Because I know that you, uh, you you have a lot of the Denver news being in the area and being a fan of the Broncos. So what uh, what are you hearing with the Gary Kubiak thing and what's going on with the offense there? Uh, so you can, I think that you can thank Vic Fangio above all else, uh, for the way that went. So the Broncos were just kind of rolling along blissfully 
with the plan that Gary Kubiak returns to the sideline and runs the offense as the offensive coordinator. And then along comes Vic Fangio, architect of the best defense in the league, arguably, and looks at the Gary Kubiak offense and says, this isn't an offense that would stress me out. As a defensive guy, this this offense, I wouldn't lose any sleep worrying about this offense. And so I'm not okay being the head coach of a team that that can't field a, a viable offense. And Gary Kubiak says, well, uh, don't worry. I mean, we're going to bring back Rick Dennison to coach the offensive line and Brian Periani. That was just kind of it. They, they said that does absolutely nothing for us. We're not going back to, you know, the, the early 2000s and the, the zone blocking schemes. That it, it was just so vanilla under that particular staff. So um, that, that to me, Vic Fangio's hiring was just kind of the nail in the coffin just because, like I said, I mean, he just he wasn't interested in coaching a team with an offense that he personally, you know, didn't didn't respect. So that's that's why now we see Gary Kubiak going to Minnesota, and uh, the Broncos going a totally different direction offensively. So um, it 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 was it was a little strange at the time, but uh, you know, based on what we know now, plus just the health risks for Kubiak. I mean, he wanted to be back on the sideline, and his doctors don't want him to do it. That wasn't even a, a an executive thing for the Broncos. That was his doctors telling him, you you don't belong in that role. So three strikes and you're out. So uh, Vic Fangio, though, that's a very interesting hiring. Um, pretty excited about that one. And uh, so what about you, Matt? Do you have any thoughts on uh, on the new head coaching hires? Yeah, the Fangio hiring I like a lot. Um, I'm big on building strength on strength, and you got to bring that defense back to to its 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 greatness of, of a few years ago. You know, so I really like that one. And the the kitchen's hire I love. I'm really glad they stayed in house there and, and hired a guy who who kind of elevated that offense to the next level. You guys mentioned he doesn't have a lot of experience. He's actually been in the league since 2006. He was a tight end coach with the Cowboys and uh, with the Cardinals, and then he became kind of brutal. Arians boy um, uh, when he I think he took over for like running backs coach or quarterbacks coach something like that so he's been in there for a while he hasn't had any play calling or coordinator experience really uh, uh, until till last year but uh, he, he's a guy that I'm really excited about if you don't know his story go look up I can't remember the writer unfortunately but he had a really uh, uh, nice piece about him I think it was in Sports Illustrated about his life and how he was basically dead. Like he had this crazy heart, heart, heart disease, aortic dissection or something like that, where, uh, like 80% of the, the people that have it die. And the, and they usually, there's no way to really diagnose it. And most of the time they pick it up is on like a, on a necropsy or a biopsy, you know? Uh, so, um, he's an exciting hire, I think. And I think Baker likes him. And, and I really think it's important when that quarterback and that, and the head coach or the play caller, uh, kind of are on the same page, you know, and it seems like those guys are going to be lifelong friends. So I'm excited about that one. And then uh, uh, the gay siring, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, he had a lot of success in Denver, right? You know that. Um, who knows if that was him or Peyton Manning or what? Uh, I was excited. I was excited 
when Julius Thomas came to Miami a couple of years ago. That didn't really really work out for him uh, there either. But uh, I don't know. It's 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 the Jets, and they need kind of that experienced guy. I think uh, uh, to kind of bring Mayfield or uh, not Mayfield, sorry, uh, Darnold along. Um, so I, I don't really know how to feel about that. It's certainly not an exciting hire, um, but probably better than than Bowles would, was there at least from the offensive standpoint. Yeah, Peyton Manning, I think it was a catalyst for a lot of careers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Coordinators, head coaches, executives. John Elway's still still riding that coattail. So yeah, there's yeah. Uh, I think you're right too uh, about the Kubiak thing too. There, uh, John, because uh, um, it just seems like he wants to embrace the the college kind of game a little bit, add those elements to the game, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like Kubiak's going to want to do that. He's going to stick with that old school offense that he knows, and it, I mean it works, but it's it's not really. We, we, I guess we don't really know if it's still going to work in today's NFL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a copycat league. Sean McVay opened a whole new whole new world uh, as far as the way you play offense in the NFL now, and and Gary Kubiak is just. Uh, not he his isn't innovative enough to keep up at this point and especially when he goes back to those you know Mm -hmm. those uh those coordinators that he's had in the past who i mean honestly just don't belong in the league they they also benefited from some time i believe with peyton manning but yeah they padded the resume with that but all right so matt the zookeeper stories May or may not help with the game of Tinder Flex. It's actually possible <laughs> that it will. But the DLF Dynasty podcast and the Dynasty Game Night podcast, the combination of the two has molded you into the perfect Tinder Flexing machine. So we want to get to this game and uh, and see what kind of matches we can make. See if we can all find love here on the Super Flex Super Show. So let's get started. Tinder Flex time. Travis. You're up first, and we're gonna let Matt be the first one to uh, to analyze um, each clue, and then we'll go James and then myself, and uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of rotate through from there. All right. So uh, first up, I've got the th- this player was the quarterback four on the season in points per game. So again, Matt, you can you can swipe left if you ha- are not interested in a player. Swipe right if you want to add the player without giving us a chance, or you can uh, pass and and get another clue. I'll pass on this one. What do you think, James? Yeah, nobody uh, wants the quarterback four. Man, I don't know. Quarterback four is it sounds like a trap. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, does. yeah. It, it was quarterback <laughs> four in points per game. So I'm not sure. If this if this was a quarterback that just maybe didn't play much or something, so I I'm not sure. I think I can pass and get another clue too. So I'm gonna pass. Yeah, same. I'll pass. All right, next clue. This player led the league in interceptions with 16. Then I I, I will continue to pass on this one. Well, man, that's interesting. There goes my theory of him not playing very many games because yeah. he threw 16 interceptions. Wow. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> to, to be the QB4 in points per game and throw 16 interceptions is uh, in points per game, but oh boy. I'll give you a hint. It's not yeah. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, 
if he was quarterback four in points per game, I would have, I would, I, I, I'd probably, yeah, keel over here. So, um, I, I do kind of have an idea on who I think it might be, but I think I can pass and get another clue. So I'm gonna pass one more time here. Uh, what you gonna do, John? I got one. I got two more clues, but I got one of them's a reserve clue. I got one more juicy clue. All right, I'll I'll pass. I want to hear this last one. It was, <laughs> it was tempting to get out, but yeah, I, I want to hear this last clue. All right, this quarterback has a current DLF dynasty startup ADP of quarterback twenty. I think I knew who it is. Uh, am that, I trying to build like the gave it away. best? Am I trying to build like the best dynasty roster here, or like just acquire the best players? Yeah, just the best players. Um, Leave that up to interpretation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah, if I mean, if we had more time, we would do a full super flex starting lineup. Sure, sure. But. Man, I, I guess if I got to get a quarterback, I'll take it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll swipe right on this guy because I still think he has a couple of more good years left in him. Oh, all right. Who, who do you think it is? It's either, it's either. Philip Rivers or Ben Roethlisberger? I think it's Ben Roethlisberger. Is that who you were thinking, James? It is not. But I, I uh, after my last uh, the, that last clue you gave, I, I don't think I know who it is. I was going to say Jameis Winston, but gotcha. Yeah, Matt, you are the proud owner of Big Ben. Sweet, I'll take it. Very nice. Not bad, not bad. All right, James, you've got the player. All right, gentlemen, you guys got got phone in hand. The Tinder Tinder app is open, the Tinder Flex app, and player A comes up on the screen. And the first clue that you see is this player had nine total touchdowns on the season, on this last season, on 173 total touches. Yeah, so this girl is wearing both huge sunglasses and a hat. Totally covering up <laughs> any kind of features whatsoever for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to pass. Uh, I feel like I, w- I just want more information, but it sounds like he's a pretty good player, pretty efficient with his touches, uh, can can score on, on, on not, a lot of wor- not, not a huge workload. But I think I'll pass, hopefully, and hoping to get more information. I'll pass as well. Okay. All right. So the second clue that you will get is uh, this player did not eclipse 15 carries in any game in 2018, despite playing all 16 games. However, this player was second on his team in receptions. I think I know who it is. Hmm. We should get bonus points for guessing it after like the first or second clue or something. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Matt can give me some imaginary points. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I feel like I've got to guess, but yeah, I'm gonna. I have a guess for now. You said 15 total touches. In a game? I did not did not eclipse fifteen carries. carries. Yeah, carries. carries in a game okay. in twenty eighteen. I think I know who it is, and I'm going to pass. 
I think I'm actually going to swipe left and make a statement. Uh, and I don't nice. want this player. Okay. I don't want him. Yeah, okay, that, so we're down to two. Yeah, that was that was the temptation, actually. Okay. So the uh, the last clue for, for the two of you that are still in on him, uh, this player averaged four and a half yards per carry in 2018 and averaged nine yards per reception in 2018. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and swipe left. Okay, well. Ooh, so it's... Matt gets a free pass for the last. Oh, no, that is that is the last clue, huh? I just I just get him, right? He's just mine. Is that what well, happens? Well, you know, you can swipe yeah. left. If you swipe left, I get him. And if you swipe right, you get him. So it's, it's, it's up to you. I, I will swipe left. I feel like the player is Tariq Cohen. Yeah, Tariq. I was going James White. Okay. Well, the player that I I am uh, Ooh, James am White is good too. Is Kenyon Drake? Wow. Oh. How do you yeah. feel about that? Ah, uh, you know, I I, I kind of like Kenyon Drake's talent, and I think with a new coaching staff coming in, it might not be terrible, but. I don't really know what's going to happen with the coaching staff there, so I'm you know a little what, concerned. You know what he feels like to me? He f- almost feels like Lamar Miller. You know, he, w- when he was in Miami, we kept saying he needs more touches. He needs more touches. He got more touches and didn't really, you know, do anything extra with them. Sure. So, uh, yeah, he's such a tough player to watch to to evaluate because he's when you watch him on the field, it looks like he has it at least in the passing game, but he just doesn't get the workload. I mean, if a 35 year old Frank Gore is starting it ahead of you how how i mean maybe that's more of like a statement we need this leadership and all that and he's going to grind out the tough yards and and all that but if you have a player that dynamic and if he's really that good and can hold up to the workload you feel like one of these this coaching staff would have would have given him a shot yeah yeah yeah, and that that was the thing with omar miller too was it seemed like he was efficient with his carries so you you felt like you know if those carries went up um, you know, that that efficiency wouldn't drop off too much, but it seemed like it did and the numbers didn't really increase. So, yeah, that's that's a good comparison. And if, if that is going to be it, then, yeah, Kenyon Drake's probably, uh, you know, doesn't see much more production even with a, an increased workload. So, I, yeah, I don't really know how to feel about this. I, I'm kind of on the fence with him, but. Yeah, it'd be nice to know what that coaching staff is going to look like because, I mean, I believe they've been linked to Brian Flores so far, which I, I I feel like every time one of these Patriots coordinators goes and takes a head coaching job, they try and run a similar offense to what the Patriots had, which is going to be another committee approach. So it, I don't I don't know if there's any any relief coming for Kenyon Drake. Well, it would be interesting because Kenyon Drake seems like he would fit the James White role, considering it, just his numbers this in, in this game kind of got compared to James White. So um, that might not be a terrible role for him, to be honest, though. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not I, I just don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence, and I think I think Matt said it all with with that was you know it just feels like Lamar Miller, and it it really does. He just seems like a guy who's not going to have running back one upside. You know what I mean? And yeah, mm-hmm. and and there's a you know twenty guys that have running back two kind of upside, and, and guys that are going to have a bigger workload than he does. Just 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 not that confident in him. I guess so. That's mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yep. Definitely. 
All right, so in 2017, my quarterback supported a top 15 wide receiver, a top 40 wide receiver, and a top 10 tight end. His best season as far as fantasy point distribution. Outside of 2017 and including 2018, his pass catcher's average finishes are 23.8 for his wide receiver one, 49.5 for the wide receiver two, and 22.8 for his top tight end. Wow, uh, there's Can you a lot give me there. that first set of numbers again. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So this was 2017. Um, my my quarterback, my the this player's quarterback, supported a top 15 wide receiver, a top 40 wide receiver, and a top 10 tight end, which was his best season by far, as uh, as far as fantasy point distribution. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know what to make of that. Uh, the 2017 statistics there i think i would need more to to commit either way so i'm gonna pass what do you think is it me now yeah yeah i'll pass so we don't know the position right this isn't the quarterback you're saying his quarterback did these things yeah yeah so it's a pass catcher gotcha i then i will pass also for more information okay this player failed to score double digit fantasy points twice in 2018 without scoring multiple touchdowns or catching more than five passes in any game in 2018. Man, I mean, he could just be more consistent without that boom-bust potential, you know, that he he didn't show in 2018. Or, you know, there could be several determining factors on why maybe he had a down down season. So I'm going to pass instead of overreacting to this one. So um, hopefully I'll get to hear one more. We'll see. Yikes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold off one more time as well. I, I have no, like zero idea who this is. So I will, I will wait for more information and pass. All right. Maybe this one will help you guys. This player was ranked 57th in targets among wide receivers and finished as a top 10 wide receiver just once in 2018 yet finished as the wide receiver 16 in 2018, thanks to a 17.5% touchdown rate. Oh, I think I know who it is. You want a date Boy. with this pretty lady, James? You know, it, it doesn't sound bad. I, I uh, Part of me, send part of me thinks... <laughs> part of me thinks uh, swiping right isn't a terrible idea here, but... I I think I think I'm gonna swipe left. I think I'm gonna pass on this player. Ah man, I I have a guess, but I'm not super confident in it. And is this the last clue? Yep. I I'm gonna swipe left. I'll, I'll give I'll I'll give him to Matt. I'm gonna swipe left also on Tyler Lockett. Oh, good call. I thought Tyler Lockett. Wow, oh, no, very nice. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. And uh yeah, I am I am uh text messaging with Tyler Lockett as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and every other message is uh full of substance and the rest of them are just LOLs. Very very boom bust <laughs> even conversationally. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes, congratulations, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm on sure your... we'll be very happy together. <laughs> I hate chasing touchdowns, and that's all he does. So, 
yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be interesting. All right, Travis, back to you. All right, so this running back did not have a 100-yard rushing game this season, and he averaged 3.3 yards per carry on the year. I will pass. Travis, I feel like you just threw in that yards per carry stat because you know that I overvalue that stat so much. <laughs> that was just often. for you, buddy. <laughs> so I think I think you did that just to throw me off. Um, uh, you know, so it's probably a player I like. Um, just so that way you can rub it in and say, yeah, you passed. I'm I'm gonna pass for more information just in case these these stats get a little bit better. That's the uh, the Tinder flex version of breast augmentation, right there. That's pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass for now. This player went 408, 408, 507, and 506 in the DLF Dynasty Superflex ADP mocks that are going on right now. Oh man. The, the one that only you have access to. That's well played. <laughs> <laughs> so he went 408 twice and then 506 and 507. I have a guess. I have a guess who it is. Is it back on me? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to keep... If it's who I think it is, I'm going to continue passing. Actually, I'm going to swipe left. I, I, that's how I get out, right? I swipe yep. left. Yep. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. On this player. Yeah, I uh, I have a guess too, and uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna swipe left as well. Whoa! Wow! I might as John, well. John, you get a free clue. If yeah, you want it. yeah, I'll take the free clue, and then I'll swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this running back finished as the running back twelve in PPR points per game. In 2018, ahead of Philip Lindsay, Dalvin Cook, Chris Carson, Marlon Mack, Tariq Cohen, and Aaron Jones. I don't have a guess, but these guys were so confident in swiping left <laughs> that I that I feel compelled to do the same. So, plus I already have Tyler Lockett. I've got I've got enough marital issues to deal with. <laughs> so yeah, let's I'll, I'll swipe All right. left. Any, anybody have a guess? I have a, I have a guess, but I'll I think somebody else said they had one too, so I'll let them go. Um, I I I my my guess is more just based on your uh, your assessment of this player, but he finished the year so good um, that uh, that I I think I'm wrong, but I was gonna guess Derrick Henry. Mike, you know, because he said he didn't have a hundred yard game, right? Oh, that's, that's right. So my guess is Leonard Fournette, and I want no part of him. It is in fact Leonard Fournette. Wow! Yeah. yeah. So agree. So the the news cycle has definitely improved. You're still you're still off of Leonard Fournette. Uh, yeah, it, it's he's probably approaching buy status like I, at this point. But I don't know. I just I don't feel good about him, his feet, the team. I just it, it's probably one of the going to be end up being one of the ultimate buy lows this offseason, honestly. But I just I, I don't know. I can't get on board, and, and if I have to miss the boat on him, I guess I will. I just there's so many concerns I have. Yeah, so I so I got stuck with him, and I, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, that's the, the really the one comment I have. If is if I can get him in the fifth round of a startup, I, I'm I'm totally I'm totally in on that price. Yeah, I'd like to see it drop another round or two, because I mean, because you, you have to bake into his price, you know the the 
fact that he's going to miss multiple games because of those legs. Like every season, it's just going to happen, you know. Not, like not even it's, not even considering when he runs off the bench and fights people. It feels lazy and like and like we shouldn't be just assuming that. But I mean, that's I think that's just where we are with him I, I i'm more confident that he's going to miss games and he's going to play a full 16 game season and i don't know if that's right or correct but that's that's just just kind of how i feel about it and then we yeah i mean we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback situation uh i just i don't I, there's nothing there's literally nothing about that team that i really feel good about except for i kind of like dd westbrook a little bit but that's a different story doesn't it, doesn't it seem, though, like Leonard Fournette would be the perfect type of player to be in a committee? And they just, they, they use him so much, they run him so, so much right in the middle of that line. It just, I almost feel like he would benefit from like a Mark Ingram role, you know, a, a guy who would have a limited amount of carries each game, but can come in late mm-hmm. in the game and kind of, yeah, kind of take advantage of that line when it's been, you know, it's been on the field for a while. Something like that, that that role, but I I, I just don't know that I'm I'm hopeful that that's ever going to happen with Fournette at least anytime soon. So yeah, I'm kind of out on him too at, at this point. And it's just not as good of offense as the Saints because with Ingram at least you can count on a pretty good chance at a touchdown every week. And right. I don't know if you can do that with Fournette. And if you don't get that touchdown, you're probably not going to be too happy about it. I mean, he catches a few balls every game. He can definitely catch if they if they want him to. But if we're talking about a committee back, then he's probably not going to be the primary pass catcher. Sure. And I, I think he benefits a lot, too, from being – I mean, he has the perfect complement in Kamara. I mean, they're they're two different backs. Yeah. And, and they, you know, their skill sets complement each other really well, and I don't think they have that anywhere else on, on Jacksonville in that backfield. So, uh, you know, that that's tough, too. But I, I just seems like with the committees around the NFL, he would be a, a perfect type of candidate to, to have his carries limited, his touches limited, and really use him when he's fresh. And and Jacksonville just hasn't done that with him. So, yeah, that I'm I'm out on him too. Though that's uh, long story I mean, you short. There, you, what is it with the fourth overall pick when you spend that kind of capital on running back? He's he's getting the ball as often as possible. You know. Yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, that's that's, that's kind right. of the, the way it works. I guess. Yeah. All right, Tra- All right. Travis wanted to fight with me on that one, so I could. Tell. <laughs> I, I heard it. So, uh, in order to keep things moving, though, we're gonna get to James. You're the pimp on this one. Okay. All right. So the first clue that you're gonna get for for this uh, this potential player, yeah, finished 2018 with over 1,200 combined rushing and receiving yards. I will pass. Sounds pretty good, but I'm going to pass for more information. Okay. Yeah, pass. Okay. Uh, the second clue that you gentlemen will get is this player will be 24 years of age at the start of next season. I'm going to I'm going to take a risk, and I think I'm going to get another clue. So I'm going to pass. Did you say over 1,200 yards? So not necessarily more than 1,300. Mm-hmm. Over 1,200, yes. But it could be anything over twelve hundred. It could be, yeah. <laughs> uh, could be man. twelve thousand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll try to take one more clue. Oh man, the pressure's really on here because I think Travis is obviously going to make a move after this next clue. Yeah. Um. Left or right? Left or right? Uh. Yeah, God, I'm just making little... this player sound really good. I don't. 
Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's a little too much unknown. I don't know how many zeros and commas are in their yearly salary, for instance. So, um, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to pass. All right. Last clue, gentlemen. This player had 14 total touchdowns in 2018. All right, I'm going to swipe right. I'll take them. You are going to take them. Travis, you... Do you have a guess, you Travis? Have just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no idea. What about you, Matt? Do you have a guess? I, I don't have a guess on this one either. Okay. Chris Carson uh, or something? No, oh, you, please you, be Chris Carson. <laughs> no, no. You have, just, uh, you have just rostered Kareem Hunt on your fantasy team. Oh, nicely You done. trickster, you. <laughs> Nice. That's just mean. That's <laughs> yeah. just well, mean. I, 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 Man, I think it goes to show a, a point. How, I, NFL, NFL GMs are not going to be able to help themselves, guys. I still feel like, whether whether you agree with it or not, I still feel like an NFL team is going to take a chance on Kareem Hunt, and it might be the Chicago Bears because they're not saying a whole – they're not shutting down the fact that Kareem Hunt could go there, and Matt Nagy has a history with him, so – I, I'm I'm just saying I think this guy will be on a team by the start of next year. That's my well, guess. What would you pay to acquire him right now, or or what would you pay to acquire him, and what would you sell him for if you or one of the unfortunate souls that still have him on your team? Oh, man, that's like, a great question. Yeah. What do you guys? Like, think? I just don't know if I would. I don't know if I would buy for more than like a late second. Like I think that would be like my my max, and I would probably want. I would probably still want closer to an early second, if not a late first, to get rid of him. And I don't think there's any way and you're ever getting that. So I think he's just going to end up rotting on all my rosters. But yeah. if I could buy him for like the 210, 212, like I would probably take a chance on him there. I, yeah. I think that I would, I mean, morals aside, I think I would give any second hmm. I, to, see, to acquire him. I'm going to be waiting to job. And I think he's going to have a job too, but I don't think he's going to play next year. Yeah, yeah, we it's don't. Very possible. We don't That's even true. know what the suspension looks like yet. My other problem is, I mean, I'm definitely in the camp of running backs don't matter. You know, quote unquote, don't matter. Um, just kind of anybody can do it, and because of that, I feel like just the running back landscape is just so it's already oversaturated. You've got guys who are about to hit free agency that. You know, I have no idea where Tevin Coleman is going to find where where he's going to fit in. You know, Mark Ingram, Jay Ajayi, these guys about to hit free agency. Plus, you've got yet another looks like a fairly strong rookie class. It just there are just so many ways that you can, you know, that that you can find if if you're an NFL team. There's so many ways that you can you know, throw darts at the, at the dartboard at the running back position without taking on the risk of Kareem hunt. And is there any, is there any chance he lands up in a situation better than Kansas city? I just don't think so. So I mean, unless he's just a super elite talent, but I think he's a very good player. I think, I mean, look at what Andy Reid has done with guys like Sharkandrick West and Damian Williams, for example, you know? So I I do think Kareem Hunt is a better player than those guys, but uh, I just think that situation was so good. And that's what put him up in that, you know, top seven to eight range. That's true too. What Damian Williams has been doing over the last month, his probably just really, really devalued Kareem Hunt. All right, so this one right off the top, you're going to know the position at least. 
in 2018, this this player completed 29 more passes than in 2017. <laughs> he passed for 93 more yards, two more touchdowns, and three fewer interceptions in 2018, and yet finished 11 spots worse in 2018 than in 2017. Mm. Those are tight end numbers if I've ever heard them. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to uh, need to hear those numbers again. All right. Yeah, so this comport- this quarterback in 2018 completed 29 more passes, uh, passed for 93 more yards, two more touchdowns, and three fewer interceptions in 2018 than in 2017, and yet finished 11 spots worse in 2018 than in 2017. I'm going to guess wow. that it must have had something to do with rushing yards, but... I don't know that that's enough for me to really, because I don't know his 2017 numbers to, to do a whole whole heck of a lot with. So I'm I'll, I'll pass. Is that that 11 spots worse? Is that a season total fantasy quarterback finish? Yeah. Amongst quarterbacks. Yep. Okay. All right. I'll pass for more information. Yeah, I'm gonna pass for more information too. I I I think I have a feeling about who it might be, but. I'm going to, I'm going to pass. All right. So the last six seasons have been a continuing trend for this player, a top six season followed by a season outside the top 12. 2018 was a down season outside the top 12, meaning the trend would dictate a top five season in 2019. I think I know who it is. Uh, Yeah, I I think I do too. Yep. That was probably a pretty big giveaway. Especially I, considering our history. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, I do too, and I don't know how I feel about this player as much as other people do. So I, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to pass. I'll pass. I'll let somebody else make a decision here. So there's, there's two players I, I think it could be. I'm going to swipe right because I think I'm okay owning either one of them. Um, I'm going to hope that it's Russell Wilson. Is it? I don't think it's Russell Wilson. So here's the last clue before I tell you guys who uh, who Travis just got. One year after finishing as a top five quarterback, his current ADP is QB ten with a ninth round overall ADP, and is likely to drop even further in February's DLF mocks. Is is it is it Cam Newton? That's who I was gonna guess too. It Cam, is. Yeah. It is Cam Newton. That was the other guy who I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, those those two are forever linked for sure. But uh, I and I kind of brought up Cam Cam Newton in particular because he also has a little bit of a news cycle around him right now. And I was I was curious what you guys' feelings would be when you uh, when you you know figured out who this was, um, if that's. You know, knowing for sure who it is, is it someone, somebody that you swipe left on or swipe right on right at the moment? Yeah, that's that's why I passed. Because <laughs> I, I kind of thought it was Cam Newton, and uh, and I didn't want to commit one way or the other just because I don't know medically what's going to happen. I mean, the, the rumors aren't good that there's a good chance he could miss the 2019 season if he has surgery, and that that's uh, that's concerning i mean i obviously i wouldn't take him at at quarterback 10 um you know in dynasty if if i knew he was going to miss the entire season so uh that's that's kind of why i passed was because i didn't want to have to make that decision so um yeah at at this at this point in time i'm not buying nor selling if i have cam 
I'm probably holding until there's some more clarity. And if I don't, I'm not going to try to pursue him at this point, knowing what he might cost. So, yeah, I'm, I, I feel the same way. I'm not sure what to do with them. I, I'm leaning towards, I don't want him because, because there's so many other quarterbacks. Uh, it, it's crazy to think that we're here with Newton though. I don't know if you guys remember back to, to early last off season when we had, you know, the Andrew Luck shoulder stuff and, and, and Cam still had this shoulder injury too, but and, and Luck had been in the process, the surgeries and everything, so much longer than Cam had. But he was taking so much longer to come back from it, and we were we were worried about that. But the fact that Cam was, you know, working out and throwing the ball, like we were just like, okay, it's it's fine. And and now we here are here we are a year later, and it's you know it, it's clear that Luck did it the right way and waited it out and and truly rehabbed that shoulder, whereas Cam maybe he didn't get that opportunity and they forced him into it. So now he's going to have a little bit longer lasting effects. And I just don't know. Like he's he can't. I don't think he can continue to keep running the ball as much as him. And that that has been a lot of his fantasy value. He's never been that prolific of a passer. So if he's not going to run and he can't throw, then I mean, what do we have there? So. <laughs> It's 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 really tough with him. I love the player and and I've loved having him, especially in in points per carry leagues. He's been kind of a little bit of a cheat code the last couple of years, but uh, this this one's scary. I'm also curious what his absence would do to Christian McCaffrey's value right now. I mean, McCaffrey has been one of the one of the biggest risers based on the way he finished the season. But I I mean, when you get that one dimensional by losing your starting quarterback. I mean, it's, it, uh, it could affect McCaffrey quite a bit as well. I think he'll always have that safe floor just cause he catches so many balls. And I don't, I don't think it takes a, like when, when they drafted McCaffrey and, and, and the narrative was that, you know, Cam Newton, he's really terrible at throwing these short passes. It's like, come on, man, these guys are professional NFL quarterbacks. I'm pretty sure they can learn to throw the ball five yards. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I feel like he's going to have a safe floor. Maybe not has that have that high upside like he did this year, but I, I kind of feel like he's always going to have that that high receiving floor. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Carolina approaches the offseason. You know, if they if they try to bring somebody in, maybe like a a Teddy Bridgewater type, somebody a, a bridge type quarterback or a Joe Flacco. Just somebody that maybe, you know, they have there as a as an elite backup slash, you know, guy who might have to fill in for a season um, to see what that does there, too, because I, I, I think that'll tell a lot on how they feel about Cam moving forward once we kind of get to that position. Yeah, that'll be a great indicator. So real quick, scoreboard time. Matt has one player. James has one player. John has one player. Travis has three players. And Do Mike- I really? You've you've got three players and yet m- might not have a lineup for opening day. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I have? <laughs> you have Mr. Soup Knees Leonard Fournette. You have Kareem Hunt and you have Cam Newton. Uh, <laughs> man, that was a sexy roster nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 no doubt. So let's get back to Travis uh, for his his last player. Um, okay, and then you guys have one more each. Yep. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Let's see. I don't think we have a tight end yet, so I'll go tight end. Um, this player led all tight ends with over forty targets in yards per reception. 
with 16.6 yards per reception amongst tight ends who received over 40 targets. I will pass. My my initial my initial thought is to swipe right here, but uh, it's a tight end, and I don't I don't think John's going to jump at it. So I think I can pass, and maybe maybe if the next next uh, clue isn't too damning, I might get another chance. I'll pass. Well, Travis only knows one tight end, so <laughs> um, it's it's. I, but I'm not quite sure how I feel about Eric Ebron. So uh, that that was my guess too, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, but I'll I'll pass for now. All right, next clue. This player finished as tight end six in PPR points per game for the 2018 season. Points per game, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep passing. Hmm. Yeah, well, there goes my initial guess because my initial my initial guess was George Kittle just because he uh, I know he saw a lot of downfield targets, but yeah, Kittle had to be like second or third. I would, yeah. Per game, I would guess you, you would think that he would have been, yeah. Uh, if if behind anyone, it was probably Kelsey and, and yeah. Ertz. I would guess. Uh, so six would be too low. I, you know what? I tell you what. There's maybe a, probably those three tight ends that I would want to own. After that, there's a few guys that I might be a little bit disappointed to miss out on, but I I can live with it. So I'm gonna swipe left here and just just bow out at this point. Hmm. That's actually a pretty sound strategy. Yeah, um, I almost did that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna stay in um, now that uh, now that we're down to two. But that is is a little tempting. But yeah, I'll pass. All right, are we ready for the next clue? Yeah. This tight end finished as the tight end 14 overall on the 2018 season. Oh. It's not Eric Ebron. Definitely not Eric Ebron. Uh, you did that on purpose, Travis. I'm st- I'm still I, I'm I'm gonna the- I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe left. I'm out. <laughs> I don't want any of those. I don't. If he is a back half tight end one, I don't really want those guys anyway. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna get out. I have a guess on who it might be, but I'm I'll I'll wait until this is. So for the record, Eric Ebron was tight end thirteen uh in yards per reception amongst tight ends who received more than 40 targets so he he was not not very close he did a good short ones yeah yeah so this guy Uh, led all tight ends a big play tight end yeah i have a i have a guess oh man no no googling john (laughs) i can't type that fast (laughs) um man okay well i have a guess I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe right. Anybody want to guess? Uh, yeah. I, my guess was Evan Ingram. I guessed OJ Howard. And I guessed Chris Herndon. It was OJ Howard. Matt Matt has been nailing these. Nice. He is he is good man. He, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm glad I don't have him. I'm really, I don't know how you guys feel about him for 2019. And I love Bruce Arians, but when is he ever used a tight 
tight end, you know, so it's a right. little bit scary. How, however, I will say that line of thinking got me in big trouble last year, and I missed on Kittle everywhere because, again, Shanahan never really uh, known for using a tight end, and, you know, I, I kind of – I don't know why, but I let that kind of creep into my thinking, and I, I just wasn't really to pay. Even though it was, you know, at this point last year, it was still dirt cheap, I still wasn't going out and buying. So uh, that could bite me on this one too, for sure. Because I do yeah, like I, the player. I like the player a lot. I, I, yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I, I like O.J. Howard a lot. It's concerning uh, the fact that he's going to have Arians there. And like you said, you know, really hasn't shown a history of using the tight end very, very much. So uh, that that is worrisome. But if, if I would have known this was Howard, I, I might have swiped right, honestly, because I, I like the player that much. I was just so concerned that it was Evan Ingram, and I, I and I'm, I'm opposite uh, most. I, I'm not high on Evan Ingram just because the weapons there. I, I think at best he's third um, in the pecking order there. Wow, we're gonna have to fight. We're gonna have to fight on this one. Oh man, yeah, behind <laughs> high volume guys like uh, like Barkley, you know, Dal Beckham. I just don't see him getting the volume enough to to ever be a. a all that, all that high on my list as far as tight ends go. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm that was on board with Travis. that Evan Ingram call, James. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> and I think he, I think OJ Howard finished so high in yards for reception because he only caught 34 balls, and one of them was a 75 yard touchdown. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> nice. I do. I mean, he did that in college too. Like he wasn't that prolific in college, but when he did catch a ball, it was for like a 50 yard touchdown. You know, like in the national title game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, week two. <laughs> <laughs> so James, your last player. All right, all right, guys. Here it is. My last, my last player here. I'm sad that this is ending. I really am. But here, here we go. Uh, the first clue. Despite increasing his reception total over last season, this player's receiving yards decreased a whopping 235 yards. Pass. I think I know who this is too, and I really like the player, but I think I can get more information, so I'll, I'll pass. I don't have a guess. This definitely feels like a trap, though. I'm going to make <laughs> a good player sound bad, so, but I'm going to pass for now. Okay. Well, then the second stat you guys will get is this player set a career high in receiving touchdowns, Travis. Oh, that's not who I thought it was then. Career high in receiving touchdowns. It's not Tyler Lockett again, is it? <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I'm gonna pass too because it's not it's not who I thought it was for sure. Uh, yeah, pass. Okay, so we're going we're we're on to the last the last clue, and this player will be 32 years old. At the beginning of next season. Whoa. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm going to swipe left. Oh, okay. Okay, you're out. You're out on this player. It's a receiver yet. Is this our end? One more clue, or is this the last clue? This is the last clue. Oh, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe right. Is it? You said high at mo- most touchdowns in his career, right? Is high in touchdowns. I that think it's correct. I think it's I think it's Antonio Brown. Is it Antonio Brown? 
You are correct. It is Antonio Brown. I'm, take, I'm wow. taking him. That's nice. fine. I'll take him. I'll take him. Everybody hates him. He might not be a Steeler, but I don't care. I'll have him on my teams again. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be happy to have Antonio Brown. Um, but but yeah, uh, I just found it very interesting that uh, that his reception total did go up uh, only a few. I, I think he had three three more receptions over last season. He went from one on 101 to 104 receptions. Um, his yards went down a ton, but 15 receiving touchdowns this year was a career high for him. So uh, definitely really interesting when you look. Antonio Brown always gets those fantasy points, but just how, how different it was for him to get to the, those totals this year uh, to me was, was kind of eye-opening when I, when I looked at the stats. My backup guy, uh, so I prepared a fourth player just in case one of mine got stolen. And he didn't, so um, my my backup, my fourth, was going to be James Washington, uh, just to kind of sell him as, you know, a, a bench warmer, as a scrub, uh, without a real opportunity to play. So, uh, but I am curious how you guys feel about James Washington. I, I, here's here's the first question I have for all three of you: Where does Antonio Brown play in 2019? Uh, I, I I see this question on Twitter and I hate it because I have no <laughs> I, I have no idea, man. I, no, it, it feels it feels weird that someone would want to give him twenty one million dollars and pay you know if it's going to cost a first. I, I assume it's not going to cost first. I bet, I bet it's more like a second, but still, you know, like that plus the the headache, the possible headache. So. I, there's actually odds now. I don't remember them off the top of my head, but I was listening to another podcast last week, and there's odds on which on which team he's going to go to. And I think the Steelers were the worst odds. So Vegas knows something. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I heard that too. I was just going to say, if there are odds, I, I, we'd have to think that San Francisco has to be at the top. At this, yeah, San Francisco would be good. I, this feels like such a Raiders move, though, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it just it, feels like this is a John oh Gruden type God, thing. Let's whoa. make this nah, splash going young. to Vegas. Ah, that's wait. where receivers go to die. So if that happens, I, I take I take it back. I don't want him. <laughs> I know, and it's terrible too because I it's the last place I'd want to want to see Antonio Brown end up. But it just his it, his, it feels his attitude. So right. His attitude now kind of fits it, right? I mean, yeah, like he's got yeah. That, that Raider attitude now, so he's got the Raider uh, swagger for sure. Yeah, he just needs to incubate on another roster for a couple of years, and then the Raiders will be ready to take him off. <laughs> and I don't think he's, it's going to be a hard sell. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a hard sell for them to try to try to get him to move to Vegas either. From what I hear, I I think that that might be a that might be a a, a point of emphasis when they uh, when they approach him for a deal. So. They do have what, like three first round picks? So <laughs> I guess it's possible. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's yeah. possible. Give up young assets for old players. It just seems That's, like a Raider thing. It really does. All right. Uh, one last guy. And I guess I guess we didn't answer about James Washington. Oh, that's I don't know. true. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about <laughs> we that. We avoided the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, James. Wa- I I actually think James Washington might be my fa- one of my favorite buys of the entire offseason. Like I want to go get him everywhere right now, uh, just based on that. Because you have to think that target share is going to go way up. But obviously, it's Juju's team now. Juju is ahead of uh, Antonio Brown and ADP now. I think for maybe the second month, second or third month in a row. So it's definitely his team. But I think Washington. 
Washington's gonna gonna be gonna be really good. He was actually my favorite before we knew landing spots. He was my favorite wide receiver in last year's class. Wow, see that's that's funny you say that because I was not high on James Washington coming out uh, um, from Oklahoma State. So I I was uh, I, I'm I'm a little reserved on him, but I I tell you what that landing spot I think is perfect. And now with Antonio Brown leaving, I think you know this high volume passing offense he gets to be a, a bigger part of. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would probably be buying him now too, just based off of opportunity. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so, probably not as high on him as you are though, Matt. So James Washington are actually our uh, friend and comrade, Ryan McDowell just took him in one of these super smocks at 10 Oh three, uh, right after Julian Edelman and right before John Ross. Are you guys on board at 10 Oh three? Yes. Absolutely. Ahead of yeah, both yeah. of those players. That's ahead gonna, of those both the players for sure. Yeah, yeah ten oh three I'm on board too. Yeah, that's gonna end up being a steal. hundred and sixty eight targets vacated by Antonio Brown. Juju Smith Schuster was already at hundred and sixty six, so I mean I think that there's a, a little bit of an uptick for him, but you gotta think that the majority of that goes to James Washington. Travis is drooling over over his his boy Vance McDonald right now, isn't he? <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. I was just thinking about that earlier today. I was doing the dishes and I was like, oh man, Vance McDonald's gonna get some volume next year. <laughs> I mean, I, I think Washington could end up being like a you know, once he finally moves on once if Brown finally moves on, like he's gonna be like a fifth, sixth round startup pick, I bet you. So to get him in the tenth now, I think very at that price. So yeah. Yeah, very true. All right, one more player, and then uh, we can we can cut Matt free. But um, this one might be a little obvious. We'll see. Through the second half of this, oh, season, I know who this is. <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm sorry, <laughs> you probably do. Through the second half of the season, that I mean, that is a little bit of a giveaway. Just that <laughs> that fragment sentence. Uh, weeks nine through sixteen. I was a running back five overall, scoring 158 fantasy points for an average of 18.38 points per game. Oh. Well, close the season strong. I do have a uh, a bit of a guess, but uh, I I don't. I'll pass because I don't have a strong feeling one way or another if it is the player that I'm I'm guessing. So. I know what you're doing, John, and I'm swiping left. I'm swiping left right now. I don't want anything to do with it. We are definitely thinking the I, same player. I, I think it's, I know who it is, too, and if it is right, I'm also swiping right now. So have, have at it, guys. <laughs> wow. Wow. No Derek Henry love, huh? Oh, man. Um, Get out you know of my John, face, Derek Henry. John, John, I'm... I tell you what, John, I'm going to swipe right. I'm going to take him. Nice. Yeah, you're a proud owner of Derrick Henry. Uh, so, obviously, uh, you buy into this as a kind of a long-term. Uh, maybe this is just kind of the breakout, and this is the new norm. And uh sounds like Matt and Travis are not buying into uh, the flukish performance. No, nope. I'm selling, man. If I can get a if I can get a mid first right now, I'm 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 all over that. Your first uh, your first clue should have been this running back is not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad, but that that entire offense was just just so disjointed, and and it sucks to lose Matt Lafleur, you know, before they could really 
fully implement his offense. So it it, it could make for a, a treacherous 2019 season as well for all the Titans, you know, fantasy relevant players. I got to think that this is the season, though. I I, I mean, uh, how how much longer does Mariota get? Uh, you know, to use this, you know, I'm hurt excuse. It just seems like the past two years, at least the fantasy community has made made an excuse for him as, you know, he, he's been hurt. He hasn't been healthy. You know, eventually we got to start seeing that on the field. I mean, he's kind of in that Jameis Winston boat for me. Like, he, you know, it, it, if we don't start seeing, you know, some of that production, I mean, how much how, how much longer does he get? And I, I think I think he's got to start feeling some pressure, too. And I think that offense as a whole is going to start feeling it. So uh, I this might be the year to kind of kind of have some of those players because I think the uh, I, I think they're going to start feeling it and um, and I don't know that that that's going to translate into results but on the field but uh, I do think that there's going to be an added sense of urgency on the offensive side of the ball so um, if I had Derrick Henry I might only have him for a year and then maybe try to sell because I I think we can maybe get one more good year out of him. For me, it just comes back to that. He just, he's not going to catch passes. If he catches more than 20 passes next season, even if he's the full-time starter, I would be surprised. And those guys are just so tough to rely on from a, a week-to-week fantasy standpoint because if you don't get a touchdown, then, you know, what are you talking? You're talking 9 to 12 points, you know? So uh, th- that kind of that, that kind of uh, inconsistency week-to-week drives me nuts with these guys that just don't really catch that many passes. I think you I think you meant to say four to seven points. <laughs> <laughs> Travis right. was hiding during uh, Derrick Henry's 200 and some yard rushing performance, wasn't he? Because I didn't hear any of this. I mean, nobody will that. ever forget that game. And no one, anybody that watched that game will never forget that game, right? I, and and that's, yeah. the, that's the problem with his value is that people are going to remember that and be like, hey, that's his upside. He can do that. But, you know, Jonas yeah. Gray also rushed for four touchdowns in a single game. So <laughs> you know who else you know who else had a 200 yard rushing game? Jay Ajay did that twice. Yeah. OK, but here, here's the thing, though. Well, give Derrick Henry some credit. The week after that, he ran for like 170, didn't he? I mean, he had no, another right. really he solid did. game. Jay Ajay yeah. had two 200 yard rushing games, two of them. Yeah, I think if Jay Ajayi's knees were were in better shape, I think he would be a, a very legitimate top ten running back. Correct. I liked Jay Ajayi. Uh, objection, out. speculation. <laughs> uh, Overturned. At, at, at their at their current cost, I would take Jay Ajayi right now over Derrick Henry. He's on waivers. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. If I could have him for free, for yeah, pay, uh, yeah, mid first, sure. late late first for Henry, I'll, I'm I'm on. All over that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I believe Jay Ajayi right now has like a 12th round ADP, something like that. So it's yeah. He's a free agent, I believe, so hopefully he ends up somewhere good. Yeah. All right, we will wrap it up there. First, uh, just go over some results real quick. So Travis, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, and Cam Newton, and once again by about week four of the 2019 season may not have a team anymore. James, Kenyon Drake, and Derrick Henry. Uh, very sh- shaky, but high upside backfield. I got Tyler Lockett and OJ Howard. And uh, so very boom bust in the receiving department. And then Matt, in his first effort on Tinder Flex, Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown. Man, hard to, oh. hard to hate on that. 
<laughs> that's, that's pretty damn strange. Well, now he doesn't. It's too late. He, he won't even get the stack anymore. <laughs> no DFS play for those guys. Yeah. yeah. Matt just went on the road on in our podcast and just destroyed us, just dismantled us <laughs> at, at Tinderflex. Yeah, so now now gets to add uh the Tinderflex championship belt to uh to his collection. It's quite the trophy case over there so far. But we Yeah, that's so much fun, you guys. I I really appreciate you have you having me on uh, uh fun games you know I, you know how much i like to play games having a, a podcast where we just play games so any anytime you guys need a competitor let me know that's exactly yeah, why man. we brought you on so yeah we really appreciate appreciate you taking the time matt yeah anytime man. i love talking football and in, in any of the formats yeah thank you matt appreciate you thank you again to matt for stopping in that's at matt price ff on twitter and then make sure to check him out on the DLF Dynasty podcast, the Dynasty Game Night podcast, and check out the Zookeeper stories too. Those are always really fun. Obviously not fantasy football related at all, but uh, still a, a really entertaining podcast to listen to. So, And then, of course, the writing at DLF, including his latest article, Five Things to Do in Your Dynasty Leagues Right Now. Check out all of Matt's work. And again, give him a follow if you're not already. Uh, we all are, but if you if you somehow slip through the cracks, follow him at Matt Price FF. As we wrap it up for the week, we'll ask you for the same quick favor: subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts if you haven't already. And if you have, if you do us a huge favor and give us a rating and review, those reviews in particular help us to expand our reach, get out to a larger audience, so that we can really dial in on the topics that are the most useful to the most people and give the most relevant information uh, to you, the listener. You can subscribe to the DLF family of podcast mega feed and get access to all of the great podcasts from DLF, including Matt's DLF Dynasty podcast. And then you can send us your trades on Twitter at Superflex Show. You can also send them to any one of us individually. Travis is at Travis NFL. James is at underscore James the Brain. I'm at Superflex Dude. You send us those, those Twitter polls and we can retweet them and uh, help you get more votes and more comments and sometimes even talk, them, talk about them right here on the podcast. Our goal is to do an entire trades episode here in the next week uh, if, we can, uh, if we can swing it. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction. The week that we use as our intro and outro music and above all else thank you to each and every one of you for listening until next week stay sexy and tinder flexy bye